the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Cause they got the beat, the campus beat, the campus beat. Yeah, the campus beat. Yeah, this installment of Campus Beat uh, takes us back to Smith College and uh, Jody Shaw, who is an administrator at Smith College in Northampton, Massachusetts, where she made less annually than is the tuition at Smith College, one of the elite small liberal arts colleges, which no longer deserve that description, liberal arts, because the humanities have been destroyed. Uh, She is a graduate of Smith College. She posted a video back in uh, the end of October that we discussed on this show, calling out the critical race theory orthodoxy that is being imposed on the professorate plus the staff plus the students at Smith College, sort of uh, frustrated. And I believe I said at the time, well, you can um, put her on the clock because she will not be long for Smith College one way or the other. And uh, unfortunately, and this is why courage is in such short, short supply, uh, she... Uh, and has now been separated from Smith College. Before we get to where she is now and uh, her more recent pronouncement, just a, a reminder of uh, her description of what was happening at Smith College and why she chose to take to the YouTube to express herself. I ask that Smith College stop reducing my personhood to a racial category. Stop telling me what I must think and feel about myself because... I feel like you do that a lot. I know you do that a lot, and I I need you to stop doing that. Stop presuming to know who I am or what my culture is based upon my skin color, because you don't know that. You don't know that about anybody except for yourself. Stop asking me to project stereotypes and assumptions onto others based upon their skin color, because I feel like that's what you ask me to do incessantly (laughs) over and over again for the past three years, and I'm not going to do that. I don't think it's right. Stop telling me young women of color have no power or agency in this world because that's not true. Stop telling me that young white women have power and privilege over everyone else. Equally not true. And both of those narratives that you are teaching to students and trying to convince staff of are very disempowering. And she goes on to explain what what she believes her value is and is not, where it resides and where it doesn't. I'm a human being, a valuable member of the Smith College community, or at least I used to think I was. I I don't really feel valuable anymore because I I don't feel like you value me. I feel like my skin color is the most important thing about me, and that, that doesn't feel good. My value, I believe my value lies in the quality of my work, the goodness of my deeds, the essence of my character, and the fullness of my heart, not my skin color. So this These videos I'm making are really an effort to organize in the workplace for better working conditions. And they're really for staff. Certainly faculty and students can get in touch with me as long as they remember that's what these videos are for. Uh 
organizing in the workplace, something that the left supports, right? Depending, I guess, on what you're organizing around when it comes to complaints about working conditions. Did she, was she looking for this fight? It really needs to be talked about. And I didn't want to be the one talking about it, but Smith has engaged in behavior toward me that has pushed me over a line. And I didn't think it was possible for them to push me over that line, but they did. So here I am. And I really want to talk to other staff about this. I've actually already talked to a lot of you about these issues. And one common theme that comes up is, why doesn't anybody talk publicly about it? Well, the answer is because we're too afraid not to. So we all kind of just collude in it, keep our heads down, our mouth shut, because the consequences for not following the script are so severe. And we know what the consequences are. We've seen the consequences. Is this some uh, right-wing radical who somehow uh, got past uh, Smith's Praetorian Guard? Hardly. Right now, Smith, I don't think you're doing a good job of following the law. So I want you to do better. I'm an alum, and this is not a left-right or a red versus blue issue. This is a human issue. And I don't think my political persuasion has anything to do with it, but I'm going to say that I'm a lifelong liberal, in case that helps. Clearly it doesn't. Dear President McCartney, writes Jody Shaw, I'm writing to notify you that effective today, I'm resigning from my position as student support coordinator in the Department of Residence Life at Smith College. It's not been an easy decision as I now face a deeply uncertain future as a divorced mother of two. The economic uncertainty brought about by this resignation will impact my children as well, but I have no choice. The racially hostile environment that the college has subjected me to for the past two and a half years has left me physically and mentally debilitated. I can no longer work in this environment, nor can I remain silent about a matter so central to basic human dignity and freedom. I mentioned she's a graduate of Smith College back in 93. And she recalls those years fondly. Four years were among the best in my life. I was over the moon when years later I had the opportunity to join Smith as a staff member. I love my job. I love being back at Smith. But the climate and my place at the college changed dramatically when the cultural war arrived at our campus when a student accused a white staff member of calling campus security on her because of racial bias. Before even investigating the facts of the incident, the college immediately issued a public apology to the student, placed the employee on leave, announced its intention to create new initiatives, workshops, and so forth. You know the story. In spite of an independent investigation into the incident, found no evidence of racial bias. The college ramped up its initiatives aimed at dismantling the supposed racism that pervades the campus, which only served to advance the, the narrative that Smith's staff are racist. And um, she gives an example of how this has impacted her. In August 2018, just days before I was to present a library orientation program into which I had poured a tremendous amount of time and effort and which had previously been approved by my supervisors, I was told I could not proceed with the plan program because it was going to be done in a rap form, and because you are white, as my supervisor told me, that could be viewed as cultural appropriation. My supervisor made clear he did not object to a rap in general, nor to the idea of using music to convey orientation information to students. The problem was my skin color. I was up for a full-time position in the library at the time, and I was essentially informed my candidacy for the position was dependent on my ability to reinvent a program to which I had devoted months of time. Humiliated and knowing my candidacy for the full-time position was now dead in the water, I moved him to my current lower-paying position as the student support coordinator in, in residential life. And she goes on to explain how, you know, that's just one example of myriad examples. Every day I watch my colleagues manage student conflict through the lens of race projecting rigid assumptions and stereotypes on students, thereby reducing them to the color of their skin. I'm asked to do the same, as well as support a curriculum for students that, teachers, that teaches them to project these same stereotypes and assumptions onto themselves and others. I believe such a curriculum is dehumanizing. 
by the way, she was offered a settlement for her silence as to these complaints that she's outlined uh, both on videos and in this letter, and um, she turned it down. Under the guise of racial progress, Smith College has created a racially hostile environment in which individual acts of discrimination and hostility flourish. In this environment, people's worth as human beings and the degree to which they deserve to be treated with dignity and respect is also determined by the color of their skin. I wanted to change things at Smith. I hope by that bringing internal complaint, I could somehow get the administration to see that their capitulation of critical race orthodoxy was causing real measurable harm. When that failed, I hoped, drawing public, I hoped that drawing public attention to these problems would finally awaken the administration to this reality. I have come to conclude, however, that the college is so deeply committed to this toxic ideology that the only way for me to escape the racially hostile climate is to resign. My children's future, she closes her letter with, and indeed our collective future as a free nation depends on people having the courage to stand up to this dangerous and divisive ideology, no matter the cost, and Jody Shaw is paying a price and uh, is a living example of the kind of courage that is required in these times. But how many will follow that living example? Well, that's a question for us all to ask, isn't it? This is Dan Brock. Exposing political fakers, fixers, and takers. He's Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show.